Ian. Hello, Dave. Chris. Hi. Everyone, tonight we are honored. We have Chris Landry on the show. Half of the iconic duo that makes up Gears and Queers. Uh, and amazing Twitter presence, right? <laughs> Thank oh you God. for coming on the show, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so you came into our orbit just through Weird Car Twitter, right? Oh my God, I can't imagine <laughs> how that went for you. Okay. <laughs> no, we we love your enthusiasm for Hondas, your adoration for your ML, and I actually have you and I's very first Twitter interaction, and it was all. It was a hard and fast follow right after we had this. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> so let me let me share my my browser window here, and I'll I'll pull it up here. Uh, da, da, da. It is. I can only imagine what this is about to it be. It is this one right here. When oh, you, right. You said, "Show me pics of your terrible car. I would like to see them." And, and I, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, that is that makes perfect sense. Uh huh. Yep. Yes. I'm, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm just jealous and in awe of someone to be so like concise and accurate. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to like read that list. What did you have? Like, I can't even remember. I know that obviously that's a 500 a bar. Um, right. What happened to it? What was uh, the story? I can't remember. Yeah. So it cooked an exhaust valve. So I had to rebuild the whole head and clean out the oil pan and do a whole thing. And then when I was rebuilding it, then the engine grenaded again. So I had to rebuild it again. But it's running now. Wow. And, and I, it, it is, but I do want to let you know that because of this tweet, <laughs> I, I think about this once a day minimum. And I, Which for, for and anybody I, who's not, for anybody who's only listening to the audio, uh, Chris posted a picture or, uh, uh, Dave posted a picture of his, a bar half apart with a big long list of things he has to do. And Chris just replied, you sick fuck. Incredible. Just, just I mean, where is the lie, right? Like none, de- none detected. It's perfect. I seriously have thought about it at least once a day since, since September 23rd, 2021. That was a good thread. It I don't was. Know if you mentioned it, but I said, I tweeted, show me pics of your terrible car. I would like to see them. And I saw some terrible cars that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, like, we've met a lot of people in Twitter through like, like threads that have started with like the same initiative. Mm -hmm. We met Victoria Scott that way Mm -hmm. because she was like, I want an online car show, online car meet show. Here's what I have. Here's my amazing aero deck. What do you got? Right. Aero deck. Right. Yeah. And so I we're very thankful that you came into our orbit you are an absolute delight uh, and a wonderful presence online, and you you bring joy to our lives. So we absolutely wanted to have you on the show. I am so that makes me so happy to hear because I always just think like, are there people on this planet that are as you know enthusiastic as me about a very obscure thing? And the answer is yes. And a lot of them are on Weird Car Twitter. And I was thinking about this today. My 1990 Accord, which is one of my two Hondas, is objectively like the least interesting vehicle I've ever owned to like, you know, from like a a broad standpoint. And yet it is the one that gets like the most attention from people on the street 
Twitter loves it. I don't know, like it's in constant, just it makes me in constant awe that people give a shit about a 32 year old Honda Accord and not just car enthusiasts, but like especially weird car Twitter enthusiasts. Like it's amazing. I love it. It's exactly my type of people. So how did this Honda come into your life? This is your, this is your light brown beige four door Honda Accord, right? Yes. Seattle silver metallic. And it oh. was actually bought new in Seattle. Fun fact. No but, way. Um, yeah. So this car, I wasn't even really looking to buy a car, but I was on Craigslist as one is wont to do. There she is. Her name is <laughs> Honda babe because I'm really creative with names. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So basically I was on Craigslist. I typed in manual. That was it. Yeah. Like cars and trucks manual. Yeah. And I was scrolling through and I saw this one and the guy had taken some pretty decent pictures of it in the listing. I will give him that. So the photography was nice. It was a little appealing, but I was like, when is the last time anybody saw a nineties Honda of any type, let alone an Accord that appeared completely stock and in like decent shape. And it was a five speed and it's an EX. So it's the top of the line for 1990. And I was like, okay. And it was listed at like 2250. I didn't end up paying that, but that's besides the point. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, my parents had a 1989 Accord oh. in those same colors, but that was the one with the flip up headlights. Gotcha. And so it kind of like struck a little thing within me. And I was like, maybe I should just go look at it. Well, I went and test drove it and at the time it had like 244 or something like that thousand miles and i got there and i was like this car has really clearly been taken care of but maybe not maintenance wise in the last couple of years like it, it ran well it drove really well but like it probably needed spark plugs the ac didn't work stuff like that and so i drove it and i was like I think I need to buy this car <laughs> for no reason. I was like, I'm, I need to buy this car. Like I have to protect it. And sure. it's just, it's cute. I don't know. I, I was like, I want it. I, I do want to say, like, I think we've all done that. The thing that you just did of like, let me tell you the reasons why this is a bad idea. And then I'm just going to pivot right to <laughs> the bad idea being uh, a reality. Absolutely. I, I lived in an apartment I had nowhere to work on cars, like an apartment with like a parking deck. Right. And I already had my G35 that I have since sold, which was like a reliable daily, like fun enough car. Get right. that out of here. Yeah. Right. And I did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, more on that later. But um, so I bought this car and I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> but that's actually almost... God, I bought it in October 2018. Oh, so we're okay. coming up on four years, which is weird to think about. It's almost, I think that'll be the second longest I've ever kept a car is this one. Okay. Which is interesting. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Like eight, those like super clean cars from that era are just head turners, period. Right? It's so weird. Well, yeah. I mean, but it, it, it's not really, because if you think about it, like I remember seeing i grew up in the 90s because i'm an old person <laughs> but like this is equivalent to i remember seeing like a dodge dart when i uh -huh. was a kid like a 60s dodge dart which was at the time 
basically the equivalent of this, right? Like mm-hmm. they were not anything special. They were kind of considered like crap cars. Right. They were not cool. And I was like, I saw a really clean one and I was like, oh my God, it's a cool old car. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, no, that's like, those were garbage. Like uh-huh. you don't pay attention to that. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Like it literally is. If you see a 30 year old car, that's really clean. It just, it looks out of place and it's interesting. I also threw on that Atlanta 1996 plate because I don't know if you noticed that, but oh yeah, that's awesome. I live in Atlanta. We love the Olympics for some mm-hmm. reason, like the one time they were here in the nineties, <laughs> whatever. Right. But this car, I think I mentioned it was bought new in Seattle and immediately brought to the Atlanta area. It has <laughs> okay. been in the Atlanta area since like, I'm not sure exactly when, but maybe when it was like one years old, one year old. Okay. Um, the first owner had it for 25 years. Okay. And there you go. then I found this out through like a, I think it was Carfax, like one of those things. Um, and I found his, this is, I'm about to reveal how insane I am. I found <laughs> his information in the owner's manual written inside the front cover, like in the area where it's like, in case of emergency, whatever that is, you know, um, I looked him up on Facebook. Cause I was like, maybe this guy is still alive. Like there was an address. So I was able to confirm who this person was. They just so happened to have a wife who is an author Again, I'm sounding really insane, but I figured out who the person was, messaged them on Facebook, and I was like, hey, I think I bought your Accord, blah, blah, blah. Like, would you answer some questions for me about it? And he was like, yeah, like, that was my Accord. Like, bought it in Seattle, had it for 25 years, moved down to Peachtree City, Georgia, and loved that thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Lots of great memories with it. Like, we loved that car. And it changed hands a couple times between him and me. Cause I got it in 2018 and it looked like it had gotten sold at an auction, like, you know, the, the title history and stuff, but he was glad to see that it had ended up in the hands of somebody who like gave a shit about it and, right. you know, was going to keep taking care of it. So that was cool. Um, I feel like that's a pretty rare thing. Like people don't usually keep cars for that long. Um, I feel like that's how these stories usually end up though of like mm-hmm. I thought this person was gonna be totally weirded out by me being a weirdo and then it turns out no uh-huh. it was a fellow weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like you kinda gotta be to love a car like that. Right. Also I think like the the ex- the general rule with a car like that is that it goes from parent to child usually. Right. Right. And so like to, to see that, like the, the parents were like, probably like, Nope, you're getting your own uh-huh. thing. Like <laughs> Pappy's keeping his accord. Uh-huh. Right. Like I, I like that that kind of broke the mold there. Right. Yeah. Well, what you said with parent to child is exactly what happened with the Oh three accord that my mom used to drive. Okay. My parents got brand new, gave it to my brother and he still has it. Oh, wow. And that's been his only car. My brother's four years older than I am, has had one car, and that red Accord behind my 1990 is my 10th car. Okay. (laughs) So I have, you know, been around the block with cars, Uh and my brother's like, no, this one's cool. It has over 300,000 miles. He still takes really good care of it. Like, it's fine. Did he he marry his high school sweetheart or a a person that he met in middle school? Like, (laughs) no, he didn't do that, but I guess he just 
likes yeah. that car and he's just like, I'm going to keep this one going as long as it keeps going. And I'm like, okay, well, am I not doing the same thing just with like old cars? Right. No. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You're, you're a foster home. You're, yeah. You're I'm a foster parent. Street cats. You know, that's, that's what these <laughs> are when I get them. And I feed them and give them a bath, you know? Yeah. So, so the recent acquisitions have been this Accord in 2018, mm-hmm. your, your two-door coupe right yes. and your ml right yep yep my 1999 ml 320 that i got in june of 2021 okay I that a little bit over six months now i am intrigued with your ml because i i also have an older luxury car i've got a 2008 lexus ls hmm. and like i just i want to keep it like so stock and as it is and mm-hmm. i just i just like it i just i love it like I just really love it. So, so tell me yeah. about how the ML came in. Tell us how it came in, and and yeah, like your thoughts around it, because okay, some stuff so, has happened. Yes. So the ML in this picture is in the garage, and we'll get to that. But um, basically, I've always kind of been weirdly fascinated with that's my doggy. I've always been <laughs> kind of weirdly fascinated. They're scrolling through my Twitter with um the W one sixty three. You know, the first ML Mercedes Benz's first like dedicated luxury off-roader because yes the g-wagon existed but it was kind of like a military vehicle at first and it morphed into that luxury object um many people don't even realize that the w163 was supposed to replace the g-wagon oh and they said okay maybe we can't do that people like that one too much (laughs) but it's a bit of a ford probe situation uh uh-huh yeah that was supposed Mm -hmm. to be the mustang right and they were like "Uh uh-uh we're kidding we're just nobody said that (laughs) yeah but yeah no so the ml my ml is body on frame only the first generation is Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that so it is like pretty much a truck like (laughs) that they are not the most reliable vehicle on the planet again more on that later but they're pretty solid you know they're, they're like a truck platform with like pretty heavy duty components but anyway i ever since the movie american beauty where the mom carolyn mm-hmm. drives one of these in this exact spec the silver over gray because that was like the promotional like the uh, media press car color scheme i have always been fascinated by them even though like I'll admit it. They're like kind of weird looking and they're just kind of goofy. <laughs> like they're not exactly, they weren't going for like super luxurious when they built these at first, it was more of like a step up from a grand Cherokee. And then they were like, Oh, people actually want these to be nice. We're going to start adding stuff. So mine is a preface lift. It is like, it's got heated seats. It's like, you know, leather inside. It's like kind of nice. But when they did the facelift on this platform, they really made it a lot nicer. Okay. But I have a soft spot for the first gen. I used to keep a tab like on Craigslist, like see if they came up for sale, sort of what I did with the Honda. And um, what's that thing that like all the YouTubers do? Auto Tempest? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I found my car with Auto Well, unfortunately, I did find this with Auto Tempest. <laughs> I say that unfortunately because like it sounds like a weird promo y bit. Not a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I found it in South Carolina, like two and a half hours away from where I live in Atlanta. And I was like, okay, well, it looks like it's in good shape. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I could go look at it. Cause like, I do like these. And I called the guy and I was like, look, please just tell me how the car is. Like, I want to come see it. I can handle a couple of small weird issues, whatever, like 
I just want to know before I get there. I was like, cause if it's as described, I'll probably buy it. And he was like, it's great. Like it was one owner until they got it. And they only had it for like three months. They gave it to their daughter to drive. And then she got a better car and they were like, we don't really need it. That's the story I got anyway. And so he was like, at the time, neither of the key fob remotes worked. Um, so like the remote unlock and lock, he's like, that just happened. Um, and he said that it had a check engine light on, but that it went away. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It went so away I, when I cleared it. Well, no. So like I got there and it was like, I checked the code. It was like a pending code for like, some purge valve or something that was like under the hood on the top of the engine. Like, right. so like there to... it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like an $18 part, something like that. I was like, okay, whatever. Like I can fix that if it's wrong. That code never came back. Knock on wood to this day. I have put over 10,000 miles on the car. Nothing. Nice. But it drove so nicely. It had rolled 220,000 miles while on the test drive. And I got okay. a picture of that I put it on Twitter and like transmission shifted beautifully. Like everything worked. It was great. So I offered him, I think he wanted 3000. I was like, will you take 2750? And he was like, yeah, that's weird. But like, okay. <laughs> um, and I bought it like on the spot and it did not break at all for 10,251 miles. And then the transmission exploded. <laughs> so right. my suspiciously reliable ML just said, I'm done with this particular part of me, the part that makes me move. <laughs> I will say that uh, while you were saying that story about how proud you were that the $18 part didn't fail, I was picturing like a mission accomplished banner just unfurling <laughs> behind you like, woo, we yep. did it. Yep, yep, yep. And um damn when that happened it was like very sudden and they like the the shops that i took it to said that probably something small failed inside and just like destroyed everything else Mm. i was like okay well like that transmission shifted perfectly everybody that rode in that car was like wow this is like a really smooth transmission which was probably like literary foreshadowing but (laughs) right right (laughs) it was so reliable i had driven it to virginia and back like i daily drove it like many out of town trips, multiple hours away, like didn't skip a beat. And then less than a mile from my house just exploded. And we have to give her credit for like not doing it like in Virginia or somewhere else, you know, stranding you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm a little fascinated with these because I am also like, you know, I was in high school in the nineties. This, the, your ML was in every single rap video in 1998, <laughs> right? It was a new vehicle type, right? It was everywhere. It was it was that, and then uh, then a, a year or two after that, it was nothing but Jaguar S types, right? Yes, it was. Yes, right? it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I I I love I love that you're keeping this ML because like so talk us through like the transmission decision mm-hmm. stuff, right? Because like the, I, I read your article, and watched your video about it. They're fantastic. Thank you for putting that stuff up. Thank yeah. You. So talk us through like the journey of like kind of the commitment to the car and the mechanical sympathy, like stuff like that. Yeah. So 
that happened and I was like, okay, I at first thought it was the transfer case, which maybe I should have been so lucky. It probably would have been easier and cheaper, but that's apparently been replaced. So let's be thankful. But so I had it towed to a shop and they were like, your transmission exploded. And I was like, okay, they were like to do a rebuilt one will be $6,600. And I was like, that is more than twice what I paid for the car. And I towed it to another shop because the first shop was like, you should probably just get a used transmission. It'll be cheaper. They're pretty good. And he was like, we don't do used transmissions here, but you know, I'd like to see it keep going. I was like, thank you. So I took it to another shop, had it towed to another shop and they were like, yeah, the transmission exploded. (laughs) And I was like, cool, great. (laughs) And they were, they told me that they, would put in a used transmission and they would put on some new parts that have proven to be, you know, not so reliable on those transmissions and basically like, you know, set it up for success as much as possible. And cause they are pretty good transmissions. Like the failures in the earlier units do happen. Mine is a 99, you know, 98, 99 were the first years, but it also made it to 230,000 miles. Right. Like right. there is that throw a bone, you right. know, Right. And unfortunately, I really like the car. It just, it's weird. Like, it's one of the most satisfying cars I've ever owned. It's my first SUV. Uh, my first, like, four by four. You know, they were all four wheel drive in the first generation. Um, it actually gets decent highway fuel economy. <laughs> like, around town, it sucks, but on the highway, it's actually pretty good. And, I don't know. You just don't see many of them. I I feel like even when you do see the first generation, you see the facelift ones. So it just was like fun for me. And they are actually pretty nice to drive too. So not to mention, I do get very sentimental with my vehicles and with the time that I've had this car just since June of 2021, I've gone through some emotional peaks and valleys especially with my mental health. I've been in therapy and that is always a journey. Um, I just started dating someone very shortly after I bought the car and we've had like all of our first moments, like many of them with the car, like first date and like doing all kinds of things with each other. We took it to my parents' house for Thanksgiving, like that kind of stuff. That's awesome. So yeah, I was just very, I liked the car. I was attached to the car. Like it went with me to my mental health evaluation, a lot of important moments with the car. And I put quite a few miles on it in a pretty short amount of time. So I wanted to keep it going because I also just don't think we should treat cars as expendable. Clearly I like older cars. Sure. You know, I have two 99.9s and a 1990 and they all have, the ML is the lowest mileage, 230,000 and change. The 1990 Accord has 260,000 and wow. the <clears throat> 1999 Accord has 270,000 plus. Wow, Chris. So I might not make the most financially sound <laughs> decisions <laughs> by keeping older cars going. <clears throat> and uh, I can't remember if I said it, but it was basically going to be 4,600 all in to get the ML back on the road. Right. And I had conversations with a few people like, should I do this? It's objectively stupid. But ultimately, I kind of was like, 
if I got another card like this one that was better, <clears throat> excuse me, if I got another car like this one that was better, it'd be more expensive. Cars are so expensive right now. Like, right. what even is happening with prices? But also the emotional factor of it and the fact that it was really well taken care of, like everything else works really well. I felt like it was probably a safe bet to get it fixed. And aside from like a small issue that is on its way to being fixed, um, the ML has been back back in action and I'm excited to really take it out again once the other little tiny issue is fixed. But yeah, it's just an important car to me. It might not be to everybody else, but to me it is. No, I, I, I'm glad you said that because I think oftentimes with our cars, like Ian is Ian landed on this one day when we were talking about his uh, Volkswagen. Like, it's not like the best, like what people see as the best version of X car, but like it's it's yours and like you think it's the coolest, mm-hmm. right? And there's yeah. there's so much to that. Also, I I think that like sometimes when people like see this decision from the outside of like spending forty six hundred dollars to or forty four hundred bucks to to put a car back on the road, right, a nineteen ninety nine back on the road. I think that oftentimes they overlook the value of like the devil you know versus the devil you don't. That's so true. And better the devil you know is a Kylie Minogue song, and I'm a Kylie Minogue stand. <laughs> I can't believe it took us this long to land on a Kylie. <laughs> I was gonna get it in whether I tried to or not. Um, I mean, if you want, we could take a break and just watch the Madonna Frozen video for a while. Which um, is an iconic bit of cinema. <laughs> it is. Chris Cunningham directed it. I love it. So anyway. What a wild one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I I think that like what we do from the outside can be seen as pretty crazy sometimes mm-hmm. right but sometimes like i think it's a thing that like we need to do for like our like our mental health like sometimes you have to go there right mm-hmm. like ian Absolutely. ian has kept his volkswagen from 2004 for so long and i don't see him ever getting rid of it <laughs> you know it's it's a fantastic little car and i love it has, it. it has most of the paint still on it so <laughs> it's got some yeah right it's reddish yeah. so it's fine <laughs> yeah no I, so i i think it's really admirable and and i really like you. what you're doing and also so like you do a lot of a lot of work on your cars like talk us through mm-hmm. like the how like how the mechanical aspect of that has like helped like you know yeah what's what's going on with with how you're doing with that yeah so um Part of the decision with the ML was realizing I didn't want to tackle that myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the most important things you can do if you're going to wrench on your own car or whatever, anything mechanical, is to find your line in the sand and like clearly draw it. So one example, and we've got the Accord on screen right now too, that car I bought for like $1,800 and have put... 2000 plus into just AC work and my whole rationalization for that. Cause it has broken three times since I've gotten mm. it fixed. Um, I live in Atlanta. It's hot as hell during the summer and the car would be more usable to me. And I would drive it more throughout the year if the AC worked. So I was like, okay, apparently, you know what the compressor is like the only thing that hasn't been replaced at this point, but now all of it has been gone through enough that knock on wood, 
that would be the last piece that would need to be replaced. It has worked very well for the most part, except when it breaks. And I do drive it all the time because of that. Right. Um, you know, it's just like, you're not going to take the car with no AC in the middle of July or August, you know, like when it's 90 plus degrees outside and you're boiling alive. So definitely the purchase price of an older car is not always the entire aspect. And with the ML, right. It really was just like, I like this car. I want to keep it going. It's unique. Not everybody has one. Which well, and it, and it it like invented a genre. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, like it was the first one of these of this like luxury SUV truck sort of uh-huh. thing. Like, and now they're everywhere. Yeah, like the first one designed to be, and people will go toe to toe with that first gen RX, but that was like a unibody. So, like in my eyes, no. But yeah, it's just an interesting car, and I think that older cars that many other people would just be like, eh, that's not worth fixing are interesting to me. And unfortunately I am tasking myself with <laughs> keeping them alive. So yeah, maybe I could have a newer car with all the money I've spent, but that's not how I want to do it. I like it the hard way. So there, one thing, one thing we love on this show is uh, there's a, uh, a thing on the rock auto website um, yeah, I'll pull have it. Have you up. ever seen this where it gives you the relative uh, comparison for what it costs to to buy parts for two different cars? No, um, and they're sometimes very hilarious. The undisputed champion of this, by which I mean the worst one, is my old car, which I had. A, I had a 2008 Saab Turbo X. Oh God! Okay, uh, I see where this is going. And it was. It would, it would just like, you would throw a cayenne at it, please. No, we was like twice <laughs> as bad as a cayenne to oh fix just like whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious to see how the ML stacks up. Um, so basically we compare it to the Saab? We well, can compare it to whatever. To anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. how, how about we compare your two cars, like the Honda and the Mercedes? That makes sense. Let's right? do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is to, this is just like what it costs to buy aftermarket parts on rock auto for whatever car. And they give you like different categories, like engine, uh, you know, drivetrain, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Oh, what's your 1990 have? It's the four cylinder, right? It's a 90. It's the, yeah, they were all have the same engine, there two versions go. of it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have the 1999 Mercedes Benz yes. ML 320. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. View parts comparison. Your Mercedes Benz is two point two times two point oh two times as expensive to maintain as your Honda Accord. Just from the cost of parts. That's right. amazing. Yeah, they hide it way that. down at the bottom of the page. It's called the repair index calculator. And I apo- we apologize for your productivity at work tomorrow because you're going to spend the rest. You're just rewriting my whole life right now. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, so, so given the 
given the fact that you have three older cars uh-huh. and, and a fantastic garage, I have to say, you have the best Thank decorated you. garage <laughs> on Twitter. Ball. <laughs> fantastic throw rug, area rug, not a throw Every rug. Every garage needs a vaguely Persian looking rug, I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm here for that, right? Yeah, screw your epoxy floor. Yeah, yeah. You need, <laughs> right? <What's that? laughs> um, so, like, I how has it been like managing like it's oh it's it's probably not given what you have it's probably not too bad to always have one in good running condition Mm -hmm. right yeah so like how is that like you don't have to play whack-a-mole too much right you know it's funny lately there has been some whack-a-mole okay um my, my family is greek now i say bad things come in threes and i'm like okay i think that may have happened the ML's transmission exploded. The exhaust cracked on the 1990 Accord at the back of the resonator, which is apparently really common, but happened to most of them in the late 90s. <laughs> and mine just somehow survived until 2021. That's amazing. But it is louder now. And um, you can replace, like, you can still buy... The, the thing about the Accord that I think might be skewing this graph as well is how many aftermarket parts are available, like versions of every part. Some that are just like the shittiest of the right. shit up to like, sometimes you can still get OEM stuff. Like I was able to get a new OEM main relay oh. um, and everything in between. Gotcha. And I feel like the European cars that I've had, it's usually like of OEM, like, from mercedes which for no reason costs triple the price of the exact part from the manufacturer and then maybe a shitty one that's still expensive right so like there's a whole lot going on there but um it's just it's amazing really like how that works so are you waiting for the third thing to happen? Are you like, are your lo- loins a little girded here? Loin like, because yeah, the ML transmission, Oh, the exhaust on the Honda. I also, this is, I got, it's funny how I forgot this part, but um, <laughs> I want to say the day before the transmission exploded, I had quit my job. Ah, there we so go. I think, I think that those three things ended up happening and I had still like worked another month after that. Like I had given a notice but I was like, the next day I was like, okay, do I really know this is what it was. It was the night before I quit my job that the transmission exploded. And I was like, gonna quit my job pretty much. I was like looking softly for a new job. I was like, is this the right time to quit <laughs> my job? But I was like, no, I got to do this. Right. I'm going to figure it out. I've got, I had already bought. No, I had not already bought the. I can't remember if I had already bought the coupe by then. And uh, I think I had just bought it. That's what it was. It was that Sunday. I had just bought it. And I was like, okay, I can make this work. I don't need the ML right now. I don't have to fix it right away if I don't want to. We're going to be fine. And yeah, so like lately it's been whack-a-mole-esque, but usually they're all pretty fine. I try to keep them on the road. Like I don't just like like to let them linger with an issue i like to get it fixed pretty pretty right away because i also like driving them all yeah i usually rotate them out so that's all awesome. i feel like you know if cars are your friends you know the ml just launching its transmission a mile from your house 
when you when it knew you were kind of mulling this big decision was just like a are you are you sure yeah <laughs> i was that was what that was that was like sitting you down with a beer like let's let's be sure about this. let's think about this and you know what i got a new job um i got my new job offered nine days after my last day at my old one i had already done the interview like while i was working on my last few days and it all kind of worked out because now i have a better paying job so i can afford to fix my old german vehicle and isn't that <laughs> what the meaning of life is yes i've yes as an as the owner of two german vehicles yes the, the like, entire purpose of life is to keep them running <laughs> The, especially this, I was about to say the Hondas are just like, yeah, whatever, dude, as long as I get a teaspoon of oil. Yeah. Um, when I bought the 1999, it had a check engine light on and the battery had actually died before I was able to go check it. So like the ECU reset. So I have no idea what the code was, but I also noticed that there was no oil on the dipstick and I had to add three quarts to get onto the dipstick <laughs> and the car holds, I think just under five. So there was distinctly not a lot of oil happening in that engine right. when I bought it for God knows how long. But the, 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 the real question is how many replacement engines could you buy for the cost of one Mercedes transmission? Uh-huh. Oh my God. Like five, like at right. Least, right. Right? Yeah. It, I think it already has had a replacement engine because the, you know, like grease pen from like junkyard parts. Mm-hmm. There oh, is yeah. some on it. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, whatever. The, the car itself has like 272,000 miles. But um, I added oil and it hasn't blown up and it sounds fine. <laughs> Have you guys ever watched, um, God, what's his name? Legit Street Cars on YouTube. Uh huh. Yeah. He does that like 90s camera. He's like, how long will it run with no oil? <laughs> and then they realized that there was like a cup of oil in the pan the oil pan left over that was like keeping it from seizing <laughs> like when it had no oil in the pan okay and then when they took the oil pan off is only when it finally seized <laughs> and i'm like maybe that's what this honda was doing and ever since i added oil the check engine light has not come back so maybe it was just like hey um what are you doing <laughs> can i get a court yeah. please just pray that never that light never burns out right like that's that's the terror right like that's is the, yeah yeah that's right. the equivalent of that's the person at the end of the bar who's like been standing trying to get the bartender's attention for like <laughs> six months and they're never gonna get a drink my boyfriend when we started dating he has a 2013 chevy sonic and the check engine light had been on for a year <laughs> For a purge valve that was very cheap, I think less than $20 that I bought and replaced for him in less than five minutes. Right. Every time he would start his car after he filled it up, it would not start the first time because I guess it failed open and there was a vacuum leak. And he just dealt with that for a year. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, what if we had, you know, a little bit and the car had like 68,000 miles on it. Like, way less than my shit heaps and i'm like maybe you could have gotten that taken care of he's like it was fine i'm like we have different ideas of mechanical sympathy in that i know what that is and he doesn't care right right yeah i i i like the mechanical sympathy aspect because like that runs so deep 
right? Like I like if I see my dishwasher like still turned on after I empty it, I'm like, oh, little buddy, like it's okay. Uh-huh. Like I turn yeah, it off. Sleep, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I do that too. It's so insane, <laughs> right? You know, like it's like, like personification. Yeah, just like yeah, and, and also when you fixed your boyfriend's car, or, or like, it, were you because he, from what you've described on Twitter, he is not he he doesn't work on his own cars, right? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, everything about cars to him is witchcraft. Okay, right. He wants so, to keep it that way. So you're a magician. Yes yes i do something he's like great fantastic amazing thank you and i'm like do you want to know how he's like no (laughs) (laughs) what does he think of that the upgraded head unit to apple carplay and all that stuff you know so i mean he obviously appreciates that because like it's like a user interface thing like a user experience thing and he likes that newer cars like i even put a carplay unit in the ml nice um, likes having that feature and the it didn't have that feature before um and then the door handles you know were like slicing his fingers and like anybody that would ride in the car's fingers um what was the other thing i mean the check engine light he probably could care less but like appreciates <laughs> that the car functions well now yeah um <clears throat> he got that car brand new and i think maybe you know, when you buy a new car, it doesn't generally need attention for at least a few years, or at least that's the idea. Whereas the cars that I buy are like, we always need attention. Right. So right. You got, there's a different commitment level, you know? And basically I told him, I was like, if you like are okay with your car being the reliable one in our relationship, I will take care of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was like, that's fine. And I was like, great. <laughs> and you, you were like, you have no idea what you just signed yourself up for. <laughs> we used to drive the ML everywhere. Um, and lately it's been the Sonic, but guess what? The Sonic gets a billion miles per gallon and right. that's actually been kind of nice. So yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he agreed to that, you had 17 oh. Craigslist tabs open. <laughs> I was like, listen, listen. Yeah. I was like, and he's like, okay, what about a mor- moratorium on old Hondos? And I was like, I can maybe promise that for a little while. Do I need to refer you back to section four, subsection yeah. B of our Design. agreement from five minutes ago? Yeah. The cool thing about the 1990 is I have kept up with it over the years. Like I said, the AC works aside from it being a little louder. Like you could drive that thing anywhere. Like she's fine. She's ready to go. She's not, she doesn't have any major issues. Um, the 1999 could stand to have a few things taken care of, but I also got it for like $500. What do you want for a car that cheap? The fact that it moves is pretty cool, you know? And then the ML there's like a, a spring apparently that's like $5 that you can replace that'll address a slight drivability issue with the transmission already got that on order going to do that myself and she could really use a pair of rear shocks and okay on this chassis they're apparently really annoying so i may pay for that too mm-hmm. just so i don't have to think about that car for a while yeah yeah we're, right? we're currently deciding but yeah i don't no. need to fix it right away you know i i like that like i like that you can like you've you've it's not a house of cards that you have built right like it's Mm -hmm. it's very manageable and i think like 
I think that this, like this, the automotive landscape, when we have to like depend on it for getting to work, you know, like commuting, running errands, that kind of stuff, like doing some, some things or making automotive decisions to reduce like that, the level of stress or what we have to manage oh, in yeah. our daily lives goes a long way. Right. It absolutely does. Yeah. You know, like, you know, my, my Lexus is just a automatic. It's just a base 460 there's nothing to it but i don't really have to think like i don't have to worry about it too much right uh-huh. like i preemptively replaced um the the uh, alternator just uh-huh. just because i mean like i had 140 something on it right it's like i don't want to worry about this right yeah you're like i can do it now while it still works and isn't stranding me right right yeah no it, it from if I was just like reading the Rorschach of like your car stuff, <laughs> I would I would see someone that's that's in a good place. Like you're like he is a little weird, but he also seems to be having fun. So we're gonna let him have that, right? Hey, that wasn't Rorschach test. That was just all the fluids underneath. Yeah, <laughs> the ML got a new rear main seal with that transmission. So like every other seal had been replaced except that. Okay, and you could just think of it as the transmission needed to come out anyway. Mm-hmm. Why not? It'd be a different one. Going back in. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. That's yeah. The, that was the, that's the most like curveball while you're yeah. in there that I've ever stretching yeah. that one around <laughs> as much as possible. Well, that's while you're in there. That, that's awesome. No, I, I love it. So Ian, do you want, do you want to play a game? We have a couple games for you. Yeah. Let's yeah, play a game. I want to play a game. Yeah, yeah, let's do uh, let's do FMK cars first, and then we'll close out with the the license plate because I think that's the star of the show. So um, you guys did a a great video on uh, your friend's Supra, um, the eighty seven, the eighty seven Supra, uh-huh. and it was um, it was cool because you guys were kind of talking about it, it's that it was a naturally aspirated Supra, uh-huh. and it, so you were saying like basically you don't have to have the top level car you can just give yourself permission to have like the next coolest car right base model king there you go (laughs) that i i would buy a shirt with that hands down you need to make that happen yeah 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 um and you know i i kind of like that too because you know i've i always want to get the cool version but now i feel like with modern cars um, even like the fast ones, the fast ones of the, you know, the 1987 model, or even, mm-hmm. you know, my car was fast when I, when it was new in 2004, but by modern standards, like it's slower than a Camry now. So right. who gives a shit? I have an FMK cars, um, with, uh, all about the second coolest version of, of these cars. Ooh, interesting. Okay? So FMK right. cars is. It's we, it's just based on the classic game of fuck Mary kill, but we play with cars instead of people. So I'm going to give you three cars. You're going to sign FMK. There is a twist with this. So this one's called "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's carbon fiber front splitter." Oh my god! <laughs> Owning the second coolest version of a car. I think I might know where this is going. All right. So the catch is everyone you interact with has the coolest version. So. Oh. So you can get a Cobra Super Snake, but you're surrounded by Daytona Cobra Coupes. Interesting. 
Okay, so everyone everyone you you meet who's into cars is going to have a a, 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 Day, a Daytona coupe, which is like super rad. Uh huh. Okay. 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 The next one, you get a Porsche 996, 911, whatever one you want. The GT3 RS, whatever. The 996 but one. But it's still a 996 and people are going to talk shit. Because everyone else is going to have a 1973 911 RS. Right. Okay. Right? Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Option. I have such a soft spot in my heart for the 996. I, I feel like owning one for me eventually is going to happen. It was the first Porsche I ever drove. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so that I do also have that soft spot. Nice. Well, I and like I the wrote, fried eggs. We actually did this one on the show like several years ago. And since that time, the 996 has sort of come up in everyone's esteem. So this <laughs> is a little bit dated, but it's okay. Yeah. All right. So the last one is a Lamborghini Gallardo, super Legera. So the coolest Gallardo, but you're surrounded by lamborghini miras interesting interesting okay all right i think i think i'm gonna say fuck the gallardo because like she's cool she's great whatever but like maybe i don't want that for life yeah marry the 996 because i clearly appreciate a good underdog and they're still great to drive. Like, I don't think many people, if any, are disputing that. And honestly, kill the Cobra because I just never really got the like muscle car itch. I would like to own one at some point or like a nice big barge, like American barge, but it doesn't just get me going in the same way. Sure, I get that. Yeah, great. I get that. Like, what would you do if you had a Gallardo for a day like would you whip through buckhead and just flip everyone off like what i don't even know um this is really weird so i did one of those like supercar autocross things one time like a friend yeah. got me like a gift and they had a gallardo just like a standard one and a f430 ferrari f430 and i was trying to decide which one to drive they were both like the automated manual options and i was like i think i want to drive the f430 because it's lighter and i just thought cooler i don't mm-hmm. know like i thought it'd be more interesting to drive yeah love the idea and ostentatiousness of a lamborghini but i don't think it would be really me okay Porsche speaks to me more in like a you can do a lot of different stuff with it daily driver it's right. not that showy right you know? a little understated right yeah yeah i like that yeah i like that i think you've chosen well yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. No, they're I, slept on. Yeah. I always yeah, the fried egg headlights, everything. I'm I'm I in, mean, not anymore they're not. They I mean, 3 years ago when I wrote this or whatever, it was definitely <laughs> slept on. But now they're they're crazy expensive just like everything else. Right. Like ironically cool now, maybe. Yeah, I think everyone is just like ran out of other Porsches to buy, so they're just like, "Oh, we'll do this one." Too. Maybe also that. Yeah, that's very fair. Very fair. Now, the other game that we have for you, I think it's interesting that you mentioned you had an Infinity. I did. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't like where I, this is going. Well, I also had an Infinity. I had the M45 from 2006. Oh, and that was a good one. I loved it. And it, the catalytic converter started failing and it started overheating. And that's an engine out service for that thing. 
so i got oh, rid of it were they rattling no it was overheating pretty bad oh okay interesting mine yeah. started to rattle on my g35 <laughs> like the material the honeycomb was like uh-huh. separating from the sh- the, the, sh- the enclosure uh-huh oh, yeah okay so we, we have a theory about infinity on the show is yes. this what you were about to say dave yes yes did the, i interrupt you no I'm go for it go for it i love it that infinity has the largest gulf between like stereotypical first owner and stereotypical second owner of any car maker like that is so interesting right because like there's like a slightly like end of your career realtor is the first (laughs) owner and then like vape smoking (laughs) stance bro is the second owner and there's nobody (laughs) in between Right. So here's the thing. I bought my G35 from the second owner and he like took care of it, but he definitely seemed like he probably vaped. <laughs> flattest of brims. I mean, the yeah. flattest of brims. Like. Actually, no, he 100% vaped. I remember this because um, <laughs> he told me he would tilt up the sunroof while he drove and like blow the smoke out of it. The, the, not the smoke, the vapor out of it. So he did vape. Um, I mean, that tells you everything. He's selling his Infinity, and he thinks the best tip I can give this new owner is how to just how to vent the vape yeah. smoke. Right, right. He he painted or like plasti dipped the logos and put a Kohler intake on it, and thankfully that's where he stopped. Mm. I already knew that he did that. So, <laughs> literally, yeah, I peeled off the plasti dip like day one and it was just clean and in good shape and i left it like that and just you know did things here or there to improve it like appearance wise and stuff it got crashed a lot but i digress <laughs> i agree 100 percent with the not first owner stereotypes and it was one of the most irritating things about owning that car yeah was that everybody else that had that car like drove the fuck out of it, drove right. like a dickhead, mm-hmm. did stupid modifications. Like you just got lumped in with that crowd because of it. Even yeah. though I tried to keep mine as stock or stock appearing mm-hmm. as possible and in great shape, but in everybody else's eyes, it was just like an annoying car, even though they were really great. Like they, they, they were. drove amazingly. Yeah, they yeah, they're so. great cars. Great, and they looked amazing. I I love the way they looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great interior, fantastic seats. Like they, the they seats were, were great. good, and the driver's seat had electric upper and lower bolsters. Nice. See, my yeah. my M didn't even have that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't yeah. have heated seats. Mm, okay. It was an option. Yeah. My car didn't have the premium package like every single other one did. <laughs> So it was kind of cool in that aspect, except it wasn't. Okay. Base model. Sounds, like, Base sounds mo- like one middle-aged realtor didn't have a great, as great of a year as they thought they were going right. to. Right. Like you got the sport package, but you left off that one. Like, yeah. I mean. What I are we I'm, doing here? What are we doing here, Tanner? Sell one more house. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have a license plate game for you. There Ooh, may or may not be an infinity in here. Right. So I, so I will present this. You will see three different cars with their vanity plates blacked out and you will see oh, the gosh. list of options from the side, right? Oh, and so man. you match the, the plate to the car, use all the clues that you're getting. And so like, if you'd like, 
when you're taking it in, we'll narrate a little bit of it and tell the folks okay. listening like what you're going through emotionally. And this um, game really rewards gross generalizations about people. Yes. <laughs> yes. This one is titled, I don't know you, but I hate you. I okay. love where this is going. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, yep. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> okay. So I thought I gave you the, the answers up front. Sorry. Okay. 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 So uh, up top, we have a black Ford F-150. <laughs> Uh, in the <laughs> Ian is cringing. I haven't seen these either. So yeah, yeah. So both you and Ian will be oh guessing at this. God. On the bottom, we have a black Ford. Fo uh, is that a Fiesta or a Focus? Focus, Focus. ST, right? In uh -huh. the middle, we have an Infinity that's had a couple <laughs> modifications. It has the entire front bumper removed and like one of the like drift oh. missile welded. Is bumpers. that what that is? Oh my yeah. god! Now the license plate. Drift missile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The license plate options you have are, and, and I apologize in advance, there is potentially a, it's one of those words that everyone hates to hear. I'll be saying that coming up. But the, one license plate option you have is for you to envy. For you to envy. Another one you have is the king with a one for the eye. And the third one, oh, fuck. I, hate, I hate it so much. Do you want me to take it? No, to I, I, I'm, I'm fine with the word. Yeah, it's moist. M-O-Y-S-T, moist. That's somehow worse. I, I know, right? And the fact that the fucking Colorado DMV let him get that. Right. I, yeah, yeah. I just I, want to point out that no matter what car has what plate, all of these plates are incorrect none of them are accurate <laughs> no one's the king these no one's moist but no. wait 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 wait. are these the real plates from these cars yes these are the real plates so I, this match. is not making up oh my god yeah. yeah so i i've seen one of these in person <clears throat> and then some of our friends sent in to these two so i'm gonna i'll zoom in on the car so you can see like the disc golf sticker on oh, the ford no. f-150 Okay. Oh, that's an no. interesting that's an interesting clue. Yeah. I on this one also sometimes you'll notice that I keep the license plate frame in if I feel like it's gonna kind of give you some Add context. Experience. Or if it's gonna spoil something, I black the whole thing out. Oh interesting. Here is the uh here's the infinity. It has oh, a quick release steering wheel, so Chad doesn't. <laughs> Chad doesn't have an airbag, so he's gonna have a quick release sternum if he gets. Chad dies <laughs> like what's that sticker? It's like we die like real men. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, totally. That's what we should be aiming for with masculinity. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Some kind of sticker or some kind of air freshener. I maybe to help with the vape smoke. I can't tell. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Right. Yeah. This bumper's seen some things. Um, yeah, it's pretty aggressive tires. Yeah, he's probably because he's, Chad has taken away the parking sensors when he. Put oh my god, and that left tire is fucked up. <laughs> that alignment is bad. Look at it. I guess the right one's not that much better. Yeah, and then lastly, we have the uh, the Focus ST here uh, from CarMax uh, with the um, the fat Air Jordan sticker. I don't know oh, if you've no. seen that before, like the fat Jordan sticker. I think it's kind oh, of no, funny, no, no. but yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. All right. Wow. 
So talk us through what you're thinking, Ian, Chris, go off. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with what I consider to be a safe bet and I'll tell you why. I'm thinking moist goes with the ST because of ST being in it. And everybody I've known that had a focus ST was a little special in their existence. And I'm thinking that that's, that's just kind of in line with that sense of humor. Okay. Do you okay. agree? Ian? So my first thought was that moist would go with the disc golf interesting why, why? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. both chris and i were very I put know. off by that <laughs> i don't know i i feel like anyone who's that proud of participating in disc golf which is the most boring and pointless pastime on the planet <laughs> must also be convinced that they're god god's gift to women <laughs> i can see i can see that i can see that and i i do accept that though i gave a different answer yeah no but i think your answer is better i think that i think your reasoning is better i tend to way overthink these things so i think the st st matchy matchy i think that i think that makes sense he gets in there and noodles for sure (laughs) yeah yeah what i think went on the f-150 is the king because to me like you drive a truck like Twitter is already going to talk shit about you. You got the disc golf. Like, I don't know. You're probably old and you probably think that you're more important than you are because you're probably a man and men just are awful. When you've got a big throne that you're sitting on in the car, in the truck. Right. Right. So you you think you're the king, even though it's not a king ranch. Like I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Not a king ranch. Nice. Okay. Well, that does leave the Infinity, the Chad Drift missile as for you to envy. And let's be honest, everybody that modifies their G35 to fucking back (laughs) thinks it is like the best shit on the planet when they have made the car infinitely, pun intended, worse than it was just in factory form. Right. They sounded good. They drove great, and everybody just makes them worse. I I agree. It's better. I also assume that this is how they write their like formal work correspondence as well. <laughs> Email sig for you to envy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm okay. so interested to see. Okay. All right. Are you are you ready for the answers? I'm so scared. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see why I called it? I don't know you, but I hate you. Yes. Right. Okay. Here you go. Here's the answers. You got the king. You got the king. Now I, I do want to zoom in and show you why I blacked out the license plate because I don't know what the fuck this person's deal is, but their license plate frame says the king loves his elf. Yeah, as if this dude couldn't get any weirder. I don't think that for those of us who are not experiencing this moment with video should... The face I just made was... <laughs> I don't even Shock know. and horror. Well, I just looked and you were making the same face that I was. <laughs> that, of all the directions I expected that to go in, right? Yeah. it was not in that one. Right? Well, but I just also want to point out that, and I know that 
none of these people who make these sorts of decisions care about this, but there is a very uh, intentional capitalization choice that has happened in this sentence. And Elf um, is capitalized. And Elf is capitalized, which makes it worse. I'm very scared. Yeah. I don't know what's happening here, now, but I don't like it. Yeah. I, I mean, it. clearly the elf is in the bed of this truck, <laughs> chained to the bed of this truck. Yeah. Oh my God. When you visit Colorado, we will protect you from the king. <laughs> that is literally terrifying. I do not like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So there we go. I'll make the bad man go away with my scrolling. Well, I do. We want to do another one. <laughs> yeah. That's zip tied onto the drift missile bumper. Of course it is. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. I guess. Is Colorado, y'all got front plates? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ugh. I know. Yep. And then for you to envy, I really liked your reasoning for the ST because for the moist to the ST, because you're right. So many people like lean into the ST puns, right? Have you seen like the Fiesta ST? They call it the like the fist. fist. Like, the f- <laughs> yeah, the fist. I'm just yeah. like, okay, we, <laughs> maybe we don't go that direction, but that's... Right? That's surprising, but also yeah. not because there is overlap in the people who would badly modify a G35 and badly modify an ST, yes. a Focus ST, or yeah. a Fiesta. Right. Yeah. yeah. They run into each other at the vape shop. Right, right. They're yeah. both the same kind of person. They just bought different form factors <laughs> for their bad things to do. Do bad right. things with those are both good cars i like those cars in stock form yeah i don't like what people do to them you're you're exactly right you're exactly right i was i was in my m45 one night with my buddy Peta, who sent one of these in right i think he sent in moist um <laughs> and uh and i we were at a stoplight in the m45 like the only aftermarket thing was like stainless steel brake lines on that car uh-huh. right and next to like a G35 that was just slammed to the ground, purple lights everywhere. And I was like, you, Man. you are getting and the entire like- spectrum of ownership <laughs> like right here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Right? I hate that. Yeah. Those M45s yeah. are so good. I would, I don't know if there's many other infinity models. I do weirdly like the FX and I like those mm-hmm. M's and like mm-hmm. even the, what did that become? The Q70? Yeah. Um, yep. I had one of those as a loner once, and that was a really nice car. Right. It drove really well for a large sedan, larger yeah. sedan. Yeah. I, I loved my M45. I think it had one of the best engine to automatic transmission combos. I think that had the same automatic transmission as my car, and that was a good transmission. Right. It just, like, it didn't overthink stuff. It just uh-huh. was fast enough, you know? Yeah. It Did was, you rev match downshifts? No, it didn't. Mine did, and it had magnesium column-mounted paddles. Oh, no way. I'm like, people were like, oh, you got an automatic. I'm like, okay, first of all, suck my ass. Second of all, <laughs> it's good, okay? It matches the car very well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was just it, their whole center stack infotainment stuff I don't like nowadays. But, yeah, yeah. It did but, go in the wrong direction when CarPlay became a thing, and they were yeah. trying to do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I fully support you getting an FX45. Be- I I like those. Yeah. The yeah. Bionic Cheetah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
this they is probably somehow get worse mpg than the ml yeah you're gonna you're gonna get fit 14 to 15 miles per gallon which yeah. is amazing the the thing about a vq well i guess if you're talking about i think that was a vk or yeah the vk else. yeah um let's just say in an infinity nissan engine it's pretty good it is going to get awful mpg mm-hmm. like my g35 was a 2007 that was the first year for the vq35 hr that revved higher um i think the red line was 7600 which for like a car that like grandma's bought because it yeah. was the same engine in like the base trim that was a car making a v6 a three and a half liter v6 making 300 something horsepower in 2007 right it was still like competitive levels of horsepower for that size engine like a decade and a half later yeah um it just happened to get really bad (laughs) in the process yeah but mine i got i sold mine with about one hundred eighty thousand miles and it still drove amazingly nice nice i hope it didn't get chatted out i mean we we didn't tell you this is it right here (laughs) we tracked it down the girl the girl that bought my car she was like her her boyfriend has a q50 that's like i think tastefully modded but like slightly modded um she like loved like the infinities like the g35s and the q50s she wanted one of her own that she could do like a few things to and she sent me like she got um i think she got high flow cats which if you do exhaust right on those cars it does sound really good and like a couple other small things just like aesthetic improvements the um, you know which is very subjective especially <laughs> with the g35 yeah right. um but it's nice to know that my car went to somebody who like wants to take care of it and enjoy it um and she happened to really like that car and i could tell and she still asks me things about it here and there but i'm an oem plus woman and i have to realize that not everybody else is i like yeah. that oem plus yes oem plus right yeah it has I'm, to look semi-factory or like it could have been i'm definitely there with my lexus for sure yeah mm. the abarth not so much but yeah you know it's a different animal yeah right yeah 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 so, i'm gonna get a license plate that says moist too <laughs> <laughs> no yeah how much right. did you have to bribe the dmv person uh, yeah amazing right yeah sometimes you see ones and you're just like how did that get through right right what if like that was their last name for some reason like that just happened to you know luck into that in their life <laughs> the dmv is like our hands are tied here we have to let it through <laughs> They're like his name is moist their name is moist um, yeah yeah so <laughs> thank you for playing the license plate game with us and thank you. fmk I, cars yes i feel a little bit more concerned for my safety after the license plate game, but um, it was fun to play well so let's let's talk about where people can find you and all the stuff that you're doing obviously they need to follow you chris k landry on twitter that's just that that's just a mandatory follow period right? you get some terrifyingly intimate access to my daily thoughts on there. And if you're also slightly neurodivergent, you'll probably appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, wonderful pictures of your dog who is freaking and adorable. Right. 
Yes. My dog, Madonna, and Hondas. That's what you're getting. Yep, Madonna and Hondas Landry. And Kylie Minogue. Let's be real. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Where else can people find you? You can find me on gearsandqueers.com, uh, which is the website for our platform, Gears and Queers, which is what we describe as, oh, look, it's on the screen. How convenient. Car and I've accepted for, the cookies. And you've accepted my cookies. <laughs> Card things for kings, queens, and everyone in between, which is our way of saying a platform for queer automotive enthusiasts. Um, because Jake, my co-founder of Gears and Queers, and I are uh, non-traditional in car enthusiasts in the sense that we feel like the car scene is still like mostly attributed to like straight white dudes, mm -hmm. which there are many kinds of, but the typical kind in the automotive scene is not the best one. Um, so basically he and I had never met anybody else that was in a cars that was also like kind of an effeminate gay man. And we wanted to just be ourselves authentically and explore car stuff that we wanted to do and meet other people like us. And that's pretty, pretty good so far with gears and queers. That's amazing. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you're guys also doing uh, stuff for Jalopnik too, right? You have um, we do. project driveway, which is awesome. Yeah. So project driveway on Jalopnik is us. Um, it's been a little bit of like how to stuff. Um, relatively recently we started doing, um, some stuff like, yeah, yeah, like the autocross video right there. Um, we try to keep it really approachable because both of us started learning out how to work on cars just by being like, all right, I'm going to figure out how to do this. You know, like I can look it up on the internet. I can find a video. I can find it right up. And a lot of stuff just sounds harder than it is. Yeah. So of course everything is subjective. Like looking at the spark plug video everybody was like oh yeah well have you tried that on like a v6 minivan from 1992 and i'm like no we did it on a honda shut up leave us alone like you know it's of course everything is subjective but we kind of go like very high level with it and we want it to be like we even say at the end of most of the videos like if we can do it you certainly can like no gatekeeping the automotive enthusiasm let's not gatekeep the wrenching like if somebody expresses an interest in something, help them get into it. Don't just be like, oh, well, you can't do this because you're, you don't know anything about shit about fuck, you know, like stuff like that. So, yeah, we're just two silly girls and we like to have a good time. And sometimes cars go into that. Yeah, we yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah uh who is responsible for writing the article name uh titles because they're fantastic <laughs> um some of those i don't we actually didn't write the one about you don't have to be straight but your headlights should be and at first we were like can we say that <laughs> it's fantastic though it's really it's really funny sometimes we do them sometimes we don't but we were like that one's actually pretty funny because yeah. it's like okay also the thumbnail is like I don't know if you guys follow Gators daily on Twitter or like other <laughs> platforms, but like that flag came from them and it says fuck around and find out <laughs> it's like a play on like the don't tread on me. But like, yeah. I think like a very leftist ad adaption of it <laughs> and it's got like the progress pride flag, which also has trans colors and like colors for POC. Yeah. So that's like, it's like kind of a good like sneak peek into like, the vibe of the stuff we put out yeah no it's yeah. great yeah yeah 
we're here for it and we love it and we're so thankful that you came on the show yeah, yeah thank you and i have to i have to mention also we are on youtube okay so yes subscribe to our youtube so we can feel validated by making the kind of stuff that we do <laughs> yes yeah you have to subscribe to your youtube channel look at that right there boom subscribes already boom. Right out. boom yeah. amazing <laughs> thank you no problem yeah well thanks again chris this was awesome Again, anytime you want to come on and chat about whatever. We had like three other things listed that we wanted to talk to you about, but we will get to that next time. Yes, we will. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. All right. Everybody else, thank you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. <laughs>